Welcome back to Big Dag Energy, everyone. This is your host, Benjamin Clifford. I'm here with Dadakin Skywalker and Tyler Barrett, and we have Josh Lucian as well. Today we're going to be covering some of the last little scraps of the Nationals we've got. Got a couple more spoilers for you, and then I think we're just going to be uh, bouncing back to Wraith to kind of go over the heroes a little bit more in that one. Absolutely. Today, Bailey could not make it in. He had a life situation where he's just been super busy, couldn't make it in today. So we will be missing Bailey today. And we also had some technical difficulties with episode six. So we will not be dropping episode six. And we apologize for all the miscommunication between us. And we had some some difficulties, but now we're back on the straight and narrow, ready to go for the next episodes. <laughs> yeah. But um, we really appreciate you guys coming and listening to our pod. But uh, how was all your guys' weeks starting out? Uh, mine was uh, pretty good. Uh, I've been actually playing more Lorcana than Flesh of Blood this week with my son. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> well, um, we haven't had too many armories, have yeah, we? Yeah. Our LGS was closed this weekend, so I'll be going to a different one in Mound. Um, going to play a CC event there. Um, probably going to play Azalea today. Ooh, you're going to play Azalea today. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think I don't want to play Lexi. No, I, yeah, I just don't want to play Lexi in this upcoming ProQuest season. And if you can build Azalea right to, like, um, fight Warmongers, I think she maybe has a shot. Because she does have good tech into into decks like um, like Lexi. Yeah. Um, and it's a little better into Zuri than I think... Uh, Lexi is Lexi into Missouri. It's like it's not wrong. not that you're gonna see a lot of Missouri, I think. Um, but the, at the local level, a lot of people do like Missouri. So, yeah. Um, they just like the gameplay and kind of like the slower play of her. And <clears throat> she has a lot of overpowered cards. I mean, her deck build is pretty good. Yeah. But I think if you, I think you got it right. If you build around Warmongers diplomacy, it'll... yeah. Cards like that, I, well, that have come to mind are like Art of War, which you can play at instant speed. You can choose yep. war, and you yep. can, let's say you have an an arrow arsenal, you can <clears throat> give it go again. Maybe, hopefully, draw draw some cards and load and keep yep. going. Maybe you get two shots, two arrow shots, <clears throat> where you otherwise would not. Um, or cards like, um, oh gosh, what was the other card I was thinking about? Oh, just like Sikkim Shot. Just like a Sikkim four damage, shot's good. natural yep. go again. Like, I thought Falcon Wing, but Falcon Wing just seems weaker than Sikkim Shot. Sikkim um, Shot seems pretty good. Because um, you can just, like, choose war, have Sikkim Shot in Arsenal, just shoot it, you know, load your bow, have some other on hit, and still shoot for nine, you know, choosing war where... Yeah, because Bolton Shot's kind of tough with azalea trying to get that go again because you need the rain razors to be able to give it but do you really run rain razors and well, I, I mean honestly i probably would just have it i mean i would run sick shot probably just in the sideboard for decks i think that have warmongers i would just throw those and art of wars in and just say let's go or let's try it i mean i haven't really tried it much yet but it's just kind of a theoretical uh deck change right now that i'm thinking about i know some people are like so i like it though they're so geared saying that azalea is not good just because of I that know. card and i know it's hard to say because it's there's only, some truth there's only it. three cards in the deck though that's only three right. turns it's so three it's turns. exactly and that's why i'm saying live. if you can mitigate one or two of them with an art of war with a sickum shot or god forbid you have both or something like you can really yep. maybe shoot 
three arrows or something like while choosing war as Azalea, that would be kind of crazy. Would you would um, you give it the plus one or would you give it the go? Well, I don't know. You'd have to like I guess how would you do it? You you'd could have to almost start with give Sikkim it go shot. again. Well, you'd have to start with like a Sikkim shot, and then you load an arrow, and you art of war, give it go again, and then you'd have to like I guess that arrow would have to be like a bullet shot or pathing healings, but yeah, that's not not not. You run all your searing shots and everything, though. So, I mean, like, even if you have a brick hand Actually, to an extent... Actually, I don't think I run searing shot in Azalea. Oh, you don't? No, because, like, that's the kind of on-hit I don't care about. An that's extra true. damage... Because, like, a lot of times you're not going... You, your cards don't have go-again. The only arrow you have in Azalea that has go-again a lot of times is bolt and shot. Yeah. Um, and your bolt and shots get turned off when you choose war, which is a big... Yeah, because you can't do right. any of your pumps. Yeah. Um, so I was just thinking more go-again. Art of War is an instant. It's kind of like... When you're playing against a live scene, you warmongers them, and they just play rain razors and still go off for three arrows. And you're like, well, that did nothing. Yeah. So yep. I'm thinking maybe Art of War is kind of like a, a smaller. I guess I mean your rains are in Azalea too, so you can yeah. still get around warmongers. Would, would you main board rains. those or side rains? Yeah. yeah, they're in the main board. Main I actually board? went back and forth with one of our ranger uh, mains at our LGS about cutting that card for like a card that blocks like just even yellow green yeah. bypath or something. Yeah. Um. But I think just the um, the end game threat of a rain razors is always like you always got to think impactful. about it. Yep. Yeah, you always got to think. You do have the turns where you're like starting with bolt and shot, and it really works out where you're really able to shoot out. more than more than one arrow in in Azalea. Because <clears throat> the on hit being able to reload is just huge. Being able mm -hmm. to throw another card from your hand into the arsenal. I'm Absolutely. hoping when when Lexi goes away, we get our bullseye razors back. I'm thinking we will. I, I think you will, too. I mean, even Riptide got a little... They both got hurt. Yeah, they got People hurt say they a little get bit. Hurt. It's like, no, they're both Rangers. That's best in slot. They did get hurt. Yep. It wasn't for anything they were doing, you know? Yep. It's like, you know... Anyways, that's my CC. <laughs> that's my that's my breed. Um, plans for this. Cliff, how about you? You get into any Flesh and Blood or anything this week? Uh, me and Wesley played a little bit yesterday. Uh, we're both going to an armory today after we're done recording in a few hours. Ooh, and, is it uh, a CC or Blitz? Uh, it's a Blitz armory. Okay. And I had the idea, I was like, you know, it'd be kind of fun just to build a contract around me and go to this event. Dude. And when I was talking just to the shop, owner, the shop owner, was like, you know, they're, they've got pre-cons that they've kind of put some Majestics in. And I, I, I don't know if that's the move if I just bring my arachne that's you know he's got the enlightened strikes the codexes of frailty if I want the art of war the command of conquers I don't know if I want to be that guy you know <laughs> no, I feel that if and, they're all new that's a good call though are you gonna build the old arachne or the arachne solitary confinement uh I'm not bringing arachne now I am bringing Rhinar. okay Dude, I feel like that's like worst yeah. play against a new player. Potentially just OTK a guy. <laughs> like, what the hell? Cliff, you I, savage. The way I see it is, if I just go burr with Reinhardt and I turn zero a guy, he's going to go, what the fuck was that? Like, you know, what, what just happened? Cliff, that's a good point. Just a slog fest of back and forth blocking with me just being a sneaky little demon and plotting, that's not a... <laughs> You know, that, I, I don't Cliff, know. we're trying to keep players in the game, not run them out of the game. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But no, I feel I feel like with some new players though, even like when you're playing with somewhat new players, like if they can see the potential of like some of the ceiling, if you're able to hit it mm -hmm. in a turn, like. 
that it's almost draws them. them back into the game to see yeah. like what decks can actually do. Dude, and honestly, it happens so much in this game. You see a new player uh, join. We'll, we'll have one, uh, actually a new guy coming this next week at our LGS. That's right. He's going to yep. be playing. And we're, and we're actually start. We're playing Blitz that week. You know, just so, so just for that, easy for him. Yeah. Well, we had Blitz planned, and he just so happened to want to then. Yeah, and it's a good a good format for people to True. get their feet wet in. But new players lose a lot in this Dude, game, and that's... it's like. You have to put a lot of time in before you actually start winning games. I feel like when you're going to events, yes. at least, you know, yes. when you're playing with your friends, you're fucking around. It's a different thing. You're taking back tunic triggers, and you're like, fuck it. It's it's different. But you start going to armories and stuff, and you're new, and you have precons with a few majestics in it, and it's, like you're playing against Cliffs Reinhardt, like you, you know, might get Molly Walk. Look, yeah, one like, may say. <laughs> and but and and like, I think that might turn a lot of people off, but I think it turns the right players like it turns them, turns them onto in, the yeah, game onto where the they're game. like whoa what did you just do <laughs> like you said how like, did you just yeah, 18 what, me and i don't have a hand to block and like what what, what just the happened, hell just happened? honestly like, that's what just happened? that's what when it's what intrigued me about the game when ben and i first started and we were going to like our first events right cliff i remember you and i were talking about how we were saying we need to go out and get our ass absolutely kicked <laughs> before we can understand this game and learn. Like that's how you learn how to play the game is just getting absolutely spanked by people, and that drew that's me into the game more. Yeah, that's true though. Yeah, what's up, Cliff? I, I, I've been slinging this expression around for a couple of weeks now. You got to get your teeth kicked down your throat before you learn how to swallow. That's true. And in flesh and blood, that's true. That is, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, That's a good one. hopefully, uh, I wish you the best of luck at your um, armory today. Hopefully, you and Wes can take it. Don't wish me luck. If you wish me luck, I'm going to wa- molly whop absolutely everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. You're not playing today, are you, Josh? Um, no, I'm not playing today. I did, uh, this week I built, I finished building my Bravo finally. Got him all tuned up, was just playing with him a little bit, doing some ghost hands, playing into my own five by myself. Let me tell you, it's hard playing the game by yourself, trying to optimize best hands, because my lovely lady's dealing with the kids, so when we have downtime, I just do that. But last night, I actually taught my brother part of the game. So I was oh, trying yeah. to get him into the game, teach That's him awesome. some new stuff. Him and I used to play Mortal Kombat, and I was describing it to him, like, here's your big combos that you can do like as your guy, blah, 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 and you have your hero. But, um, no, it's it's good. I uh, do want to still finish up that Decimating Great Axe story, Bill, but yeah, we'll see. talking about that for a while. I know. Two weeks now, I need to finish that deck up. It's just tough with the kid. Oh, dude, it's so trust hard. me. I know it. It's... But um, next week, we'll be going to the Blitz event, the Emperor event for us skilled players. For the newer <laughs> players, we'll, li- we'll limit them to the Blitz. We'll let them play that. But, no, it'll be fun playing him. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. It'll be funny to see how many players show up with it. <laughs> that's uh, that's this coming weekend. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ooh, are you coming? Are you coming down, down? Oh, <laughs> oh let's okay. go. So we'll have to see. That sounds fun as hell. You might have to come into. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a blast. You might have to come into studio next episode. Yeah, I mean, hey, we got your new mic here, ready to go for you when you're here. So. Next episode, you'll be in studio. Did he just say Moon's Wish, Sun, Sun's Kish, Emperor? Sun's Kish, Emperor. <laughs> Cliff, is that what you just said? He did. He did. He's uh, laughing. Confirmed or denied the allegation? 
<laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, now that we've gotten into our week, so why don't we uh, dive into the last bit of these nationals that happened. Um, so last weekend we recorded on Sunday, so we didn't get to cover the week three nationals, but we'll be covering them now. We had Isaac Crute winning on Lexi in Canada. Um, so we got another reigning champion for a nationals champion there. That's three different champions, if I'm mistaken. Correct? No back-to-backs? I don't think so. Because Yuki was the first one, then Tarek was the second. I know Tarek has won two in, like, two different nationals. Yeah, in the same... Was that last? It was one one. Two years ago, I think it was. He won U.S. and Canada, <laughs> right? So, that's why they call him two... Tarek two belt, baby. that's <laughs> <laughs> why. But, um... <laughs> but congrats to Isaac Krupp for winning Canada. We had another Lexi taking down Hungry Nationals. Um, we see an Icelander taking down Chechia and Luxembourg. So a couple Icelander showings there. I know we were talking last week how we didn't really see her winning anything, but hey, she's starting to show up a little bit more. Um, Japan also had another Lexi. And oh, I'm excited for Japan to get into the game. Interesting. On like, the list here, they show that Chechia also had a Bravo winning. Nice. Let's go. So oh, wait, did they have two, two nationals? Oh, it's probably a typo. They have typos. <laughs> they have typos all the time on there. And then, um, yeah, so we uh, got the updated living legend list after all of the nationals that have happened this year. And uh, the over... The span of nationals, we have Briar taking 160 points, Lexi taking 400 points over just the national Holy season. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyone who says she's not the best deck right now, look at the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> she's gained 526 over the Dust Till Dawn season so far. So she's pretty much doubled her LL points in she's just this right season. Now. She is now sitting at 926 they have on the Living Legend points. But I heard that she is actually sitting at 940. I don't know if that's just a rumor going around. Some but tournament they didn't they didn't up, Yeah, they didn't put on there yet. But because uh, that would leave her during the PQ season. Um, she'd need to win, what is that, 30 PQs? Two, two points. Yeah, two points. So she'd need 60 more. So that'd be 30 PQs that she needs to LL. I she's, think that's very... She's going to get there this this season. I think that's very she's, capable. Lexi gets her big buff, and then she's out. The first and then Azalea, and then Azalea <laughs> gets Bullseye's back. Baby! That's the hope, because they're, they're not... They're not going to keep that card banned with, with Lexi out of the I'm surprised. The format. I'm surprised that they had it as banned and not just suspended until Lexi goes out. They've never... Well, Yeah. You mean the way they worded it when yeah, they banned it? Yeah, when they yeah. banned it. Because they did a full ban, not um, not a suspend. Like how half the other cards are. Yeah, I guess you're you're right. That is weird. But it doesn't mean they can't still just be like, look, we're going to unban this card. Because it's true. not a threat anymore. Or That's it's true. Not, it's not as threatening, I should say. That's very true. Um, over <clears throat> the national season, we also had Icelander taking 70 um, LL points, 194 over the total of Dust Till Dawn season. She's see, at that many. 834, so we could still see Icelander creeping up around here still. I don't think she'll LL by the end of PQ season into Worlds. No, we'll have to deal with her, we'll have to deal with her for a while yet, yeah. But isn't, 
isn't Icelanders like one of worst her worst matchups? Lexi, isn't that? Um. So I think the discussion on that is kind of debatable. I know the community goes back and forth on it. Good Icelander players can kind of weed their way through those matchups. They kind of have that figured out. Um, but like, it's not a good matchup for Icelander. I wouldn't say. No. Um. But you do have the tools, and it also depends, like, on what kind of Lexi you're playing. There are different variations of Lexi decks that you can play, you know. If you're playing a ice, a more ice build, um, well, Frostbite's really can affect Icelander. <laughs> they, I mean, um, yeah, they can. Ripping cards from their hand, Winter's Bite, stuff like that can get you off arsenals. And I mean, yeah, Lexi has tools, just like just like you have tools as Icelander yeah. in that matchup. Absolutely. Um, to get you know, kind of makes me think of Azalea even more. Cause she she just preys on the age. She's actually like unfavored into Azalea, and that's kind of like really. Oh yeah. Like, well so yeah. The, the go tall dominate. Yeah. Um, she has like no armor block. You know, you might give me a, a frost a frostbite or two, but one of my blues gets through because uh, that's gets true. There because all my shit's zero zero all cost. Long. All your pumps are pretty much yep. free, and your your big arrows yep. are costing one. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's. You also have like Codex of Inertia against that's Icelander. That's true, and you know, I'd say, the... dude, that's one of the bigger ones that I was a fan of into those like wizard matchups and stuff oh, yeah. like that, where they want their arsenal all the time. Like Inertia, fantastic. Yeah. Laced with Inertia, I love that. Honestly, that buff. the Codexes have. I think a lot of the power is just the fact that you have this opportunity to like rip cards from their hand. That's true. Like you make them actually discard a card. That's true. And like yeah, they're filling their arsenal. That's fine. But like on an offensive turn, when you want to, when it's a low, there's been so many times where I've won off a of codex ripping the last card. And now they can't block. They take that last arrow to the face, and I win for exactsies. Yeah, yeah. It actually happens quite a bit off of any of the codexes. That's true. Um, I, do, I don't play the Blood Rot. No, Codex of Blood Rot I actually seems... have never at, like, actually played that card. Cliff likes it, don't you? That's because Cliff is a savage. <laughs> I, I am the most savage. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything remotely spicy or tricky, I'm about it. No, I, I, I agree. You always love throwing some random spice in the deck. That's your uh, that's your go-to. <laughs> that's your absolute go-to. To play Moon's Witch, Sun's Kiss, and Dude, I'm gonna have to buy you a beer. It didn't work out very well for me, though. <laughs> and that's the tough thing with Emp is that you'd have to only run the red ones, Cliff. You couldn't run any of the others. Or, or I just bank on one big turn and I run Deep Blue. Uh, but wait, you still have to, you still have to like run the reds. Yeah, You're just saying run deep blue for that turn. Yeah. Right. That, yep. Because you just put a card on bottom to gain three resources. Don't you have a flame scale, though? No. I do not. So oh. I, I'd literally just throw in some Talisman of Recompense to some deep blue. What is that card? <laughs> talisman of... Is that the one where you gain resource? Hey, no, it's not red, is it? I was gonna say the talismans. Are there any red talismans? No. Yeah. I think they're all. Yeah, they're all yellow or blue, right? Yeah. I think they actually are all yellow. No, no. The wizard, the Kano brainstorm deck plays the blue one. Plays the blue talismans and shit that just give them the instant speed. Dude, I forgot about that deck. I still haven't (laughs) sleeped. No way. I swear to God, it's just sitting there. I mean, I haven't. I should bring it with just to fuck around at the shop sometimes. Just play a random game, just fuck around with Brainstorm Kano. 
Have you guys Tekken, heard? I think it's amazing. Have you heard about the? It's not. It's not good. It's the new game that the community's come up with, mm-hmm. Kanoker. What? Yeah, Kanoker is what it's called. You you have a Kano deck. You you draw. Everybody draws a hand playing off of the same deck, and then you like bid off of how much arcane you can deal with with you get like equipment and everything but you like bet to see if you can deal more arcane damage than anybody else <laughs> dude it sounds so whack i've never even played kano okay i know his game plan and i know how he plays but i've never played him so i don't even know how that play i heard i heard the community talking about it but it's uh i don't know that's a Brennan Patrick type thing right there. Mm-hmm. Kano, Kano stand for sure. But um, since we're getting into PQ season, who do you guys plan on playing for PQ season? Like, what decks are you eyeing up, kind of? Cliff, are you even playing PQ, PQ season? Are you coming down here? I want to try to move heaven and earth to play PQ season. I'm going to do what I can. And as for the deck I'm planning on playing, well... Oh God. <laughs> that yeah, that depends on uh, what we get out of bright lights. Cause I've got my eyes set on one, but I ain't gonna say it until we get to that spot in the podcast. Okay. Yeah, That's I suppose fair. we'll have a few weeks with the new cards. That is true. Oh yeah. Get get a little testing in. Try to get as many games in as possible. So Ty, who do you who do you plan on playing? I'm probably gonna play Azalea. You are gonna play Azalea I think then. So. I also get to show off all my swag. Like, I swagged out that deck, and I, like, put it Just away dropped it, I yeah. I didn't drop it. I was just, like, it, what it was was, like, going okay, to Vegas. Okay. Going to Vegas, I didn't want to be playing, like, an inferior deck that I thought was just worse than what I could be playing. That's true. Lexi's the best deck, I think. I think I had, like, the... I've been playing Lexi for a long time since TOA came out, you know? Yep. I think I've played her more in Blitz, honestly, but a lot of it is the same same stuff. And Yeah. Um, but... I just wanted to play the best deck. I didn't think Azalea was the best deck. Well, I think now with Lexi coming close to like um, LLing, it's going to force a lot of those players onto Azalea, and they're going to realize, oh, this isn't Lexi, and they're going to be off Azalea really quick. Because they are different decks. Yeah. Um, um, you know... You, she she you, has a lot of tools you, into like aggro and into Lexi. So yeah, you made I can a, dodge Bravos and, I mean, and I, Dromize. Dromize is... That's a... Tough one. Yeah, that's a tough. One. We have a lot of my players in our area too. Yeah, so it, could, it could be a rough uh, PQ season for me, but we'll but I'm, I mean, at the calling and everything, you made the right meta call. I think by playing Lexi, it Lexi's the best deck, hands down, and she is the better ranger. And I feel like you are right about some of them going to Azalea, but I feel like some might try Riptide a little bit here and there. I think I we might see Riptide more Riptide season. Did you? Yeah, and it. The deck was built, it seemed like it was built, it was targeting Lexi, and I was playing Lexi in that tournament. Um, I mean, he was, like, premeditating Command the Conquerors against me and shit. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. It was, like, the deck, I was, every turn, it seemed like he was just frailties and and even, like, tar pits, like, turning off my, like, endless one time or something. Like, he, the cards that I just did not expect, you know? like He, like, turned off some on hit. I'm pretty sure it was, like, an endless. I was like, man, this deck is just, like... Really, it felt like the Azuri yeah, yeah, like I had just towards. got done playing in Azuri and, and lost to Azuri, and I can play against this Riptide. And I'm like, I'm about to lose to this Riptide deck, and I eked it out with like some really. Actually, it was a really good block on that nine damage command and conquer. I just like blocked out. Blocked out. Still fully. had uh, card in hand. Um, One in arsenal or two. Snaps were up. Like yeah, I was I, I was able to really crack back crack after back. blocking nine, which was like 
a big sure. part in that in that game in the end of the game. But and I know Cliff, you have like uh, a aggro version of Riptide almost, where you're attacking three turns, just trying to push those on hits. And I think we might see some of those players try to make an aggro Riptide after Lexi's gone. Like I think yeah, that's where well, they're really going to go for it. How, how do you make him aggro though? Um. Well, so, Cliff. Riptide's ability. Riptide's ability makes it super easy to get your arrows in arsenal, so you just run your basic free buffs. You put a buff in, you get your bolt and shot in arsenal, you fire off bolt and shot. Bolt and shot hits, you load for free. If not, you buff again, you load your other arrow, you fire off the other arrow. Even, you run the falcon wings too, don't you? I took them out, but considering, oh, here's a little bit of news for my week. I actually uh, took the first judge exam. Ooh, nice. Zero certified judge. Let's go. Let's go, Cliff. Woohoo! That's awesome. Got another judge in the pod. I know Bailey was uh was going for that as well. How was the how was the exam? The level zero was actually fairly easy, and I took the first part for the level one, and because of how a question was worded, I ended up missing the one point I needed to pass that. Damn. No. So there's a there's a ninety day cooldown before I can take that test again, which is really unfortunate. That's right, so they do I have put, the cooldown. I put I put some key feedback in for the wording on that question, so we'll have to see how that goes. To be fair, I was taking that one at four AM since I had some downtime <laughs> at work. Oh so my goodness. Reading comprehension may not have been He's also at work <laughs> doing like a test for like some serious shit. Testing like. some blood or something, just going about his day. <laughs> oh yeah, guys, I became a judge, you know, for my game and everything. <laughs> Where do you work, Cliff? Like, what facility do you work at? Uh, I work in the laboratory for the hospital up here. Oh, okay. God, that's, I could see him with a lab coat on, dude. I know. Dude, I totally could. I know. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a Ben. Certified medical laboratory scientist, baby. Yes, that sir. Is, dude. Good for you, man. Um, well, during the PQ, dude, I'm just, for me, I'm so torn at what to play. Hold on, can I, I wanted to comment on the Riptide thing that he was talking about before we move on. No, no, you're good. Yep, no, you're good. I think you're honestly doing Riptide a disservice if you're trying to build a deck aggro. If you have your bolt and shot turns and you get to go wide, that's great, but, like, trying to, like... Oh, no, 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 no. Tie, I'll believe it when I see I it, like, you build the deck I and... Have, like, I have like fifteen traps in Riptide. <laughs> yeah, in I'm not even sure the number you want. That seems that seems good. That's like one trap per turn. That's but, but my whole thing is is to really maximize Riptide. You want to have that arrow with the good on hit face up in Arsenal with its encounter. You leave that second Arsenal slot open with New Horizon. You get your trap in hand. And, if you got another trap, great, but then you got your buff and other arrow, hopefully. So then when you trap, you can get that other arrow in arsenal, and you don't have to worry about your reload effects or anything like that. You can just go. Wouldn't you need true. go again, though, on the arrow that you're loading, if you're already having, like, the one face up, you know? Which, which is why you want to have the golden shots, and why I'm debating throwing back in the falcon things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You, you should try to build it and show me, I guess. Dude, honestly, like, Razor Reflex has never really been used, but what? No, what's it, your... it just kind of fell off, I think. You think like, so? Well, I think... Because I think it turns Ninja on. Decks, Ninja decks and, I mean, Dory players really love that card. I don't run one Why Razor not? Reflex. Doesn't it give you a weapon go again? No. Oh, it doesn't. It only gives it's it plus not. three if it's, it's a weapon. It's a shorter day, there's plus 
so then there's just better attack uh, action. Yeah. Like Alpha blood, even stroke for foresight, yeah. Better. Way better. Yeah, it's you're right. It's just like if so, it gave it go again, that'd be way too good to be honest. Right. Way no, too you're good. Right, you're right. That's, that's not a I think that card just fell off with like ninjas falling off. Yeah, that's true. Ninjas were very popular at first. I still, you know, I have my five build that I played the other week at our armory, and I do run the razor reflexes just with like just because I have snatches in there. Works great for snatch, giving it plus three just to draw that card mm -hmm. and have go again. Your take the tempos if you have those turns where you can just take the tempo, give it a hit. Hopefully on your fourth turn, be able to just you know give it go again if you need to or anything. Um, you know it's. I feel like you the resource for the razor is what's gonna kill that. Yeah, it's the it for you it's turns. the one. Some turns, I mean, like I get my free free hand turns, mm -hmm. and then I have the one cost for the for the razor, and then obvious obviously yeah, two for searing ember blade. But I don't know, man. It's uh, razor reflex seems like it has fallen off. I think you're right, but I do think I that card's still overpowered and fantastic. I yeah. have, I have a bit of a a thing, I guess is what. What does Redback Shroud do, boys? Makes your attack reactions cost one less. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Redback Shroud on Assassins with Razor Reflexes and your Spreading Plagues. I actually you think Spreading Plagues is a neat card. You the Battle like... and the Defense, and then if you get the opportunity to Razor, you just pop Redback Shroud, Razor is instantly free. That'll also allows you to keep your silver circulating and your block up since you're breaking the equipment. You're giving your card leave no witnesses go again or like a plunder the poor. You're just widening that chain in Riptide and you're doing it while playing into his mechanic. And that's just off of a generic attack reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, so, well, are you going to play Riptide this PQ season? I don't know. Did you even did you tell us who you're thinking? Who are you leaning? Well, I Sorry, did I miss that? I didn't know if we wanted to spoil the new card or anything. If you want me to go ahead. And oh right. Oh okay, okay. All right. I'm going to have why, you go last then. <laughs> <laughs> we can kind of get into yeah. that. Um. Well, you know, so for me, I would say it's torn between if I get the decimating great axe story build, which I'll get it done by then. I might try that gameplay out if I don't like it that much. It's either going to be up to Bravo, probably, or Fi. I think Agro is just way too good right now. I think I it's think taken if, over the meta. I think if you want to play Bravo, you should start getting some reps in now. Oh, I, I have, have been. You? Yeah, nice. absolutely. Okay. Dude, I'm getting PTSD from your drink right there. Why? It's just in the middle of the table, ready to just... That's, that's valid. I'll I've had that happen to me once at an RTM, guys. Round two. <laughs> All over my deck. <laughs> About to smash this guy. I had the win in the bag, and then he just... Flick knives me. Face up. Flick knives. Monster spilt After everywhere. the judges were dry, my God. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, I... I'm excited for PQ season. Hopefully I can make a few more PQs than I did for Kellen, RTNs. Kellen. I love you, Kellen, by the way. Yeah, we love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all uh, you know, love here. No hate. Um, but I don't know. I didn't really get to play in too many RTNs. I wish I got to play in a few more. Um, but PQ season coming up, I think I can hopefully, the baby's getting a little older. Hopefully I should be able to make it to a few more. Because we'll have probably, how many do we have for us? We probably have like four. four or five. Dude. Yeah. 
our our area is pretty good for getting the. We'll have people actually that travel from Wisconsin and Iowa and stuff that usually attend them as well. So. Yeah. Um, we almost always cap out around the forties or fifties or that's whatever true. the caps are. That's true. We, we do. do we do cap out yeah. and we do have a waiting list half the time. That's right. Yeah, the one time we all showed up. What were you with? It's me, you, me, Bailey. Mm. Heck, I don't, we all showed up to a shop. We didn't pre-order our tickets, and then we were like the. Was 30, that we were the thirty third, thirty fourth, thirty fifth, thirty sixth? Joe was there with us. Is that? Um... But it was just right at the end of the thirty two cap, and I still don't know why that store did. I that. think that's when the Battle Harden was here in Minneapolis, and they had like the Super Armory. That you had to register for with the PTI. No, it wasn't at it wasn't at TGG. No. No, it was a different shop. It was the first time we had been there. I don't really remember the name of it. Um, I mean, it was our fault, honestly. No, yeah, absolutely. They said, like, look, if we did our research, it, we would have known. Like, we for, had to get our tickets. For you new players, make sure you look up some of the events beforehand. Oh, yeah, the caps. If there's a cap, like, call and ask if there's room and if you can get your name down or, or what it takes to get on the list. Because sometimes, like I just said, you'll drive. I mean, it, we're out, we're way out west from the city, from where we live. So we're, we're about an hour from basically every shop in the city. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're lucky to have our shop like five minutes from our back door. Uh, that, that's wonderful that we have it, field, yeah. But, but like, yeah, we drove, you know, an hour there to just be told, look, sorry guys, you, you didn't make you it. Didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so, yeah, was, see, uh, yeah. Getting just, so amped up to go, all prepped, all ready to go. For you new guys, just make sure you call your LGS and make sure that they have open slots because it can be, it can, it can fill up. Pretty quick. Um, I know ours typically fill up within the first like two weeks here in Minnesota. So just check with your LGS. But, um, well, this is a good segue for Cliff to talk about what he wants to get into for PQ season and some of the spoilers that we'll see. So, Cliff, who are you going to play? So I won at first really thinking about Dash, and then I started thinking about Riptide, and I was like, oh, that'd be really fun to show up, so I built him and everything. I'm rolling my eyes on the mic right now, Cliff. And then LSS just had to do me dirty and completely shake the foundation I built my plans out. With the Bright Lights announcement, I was like, okay, Mech's getting a bunch of releases, I'm going to have to go Mech something, and now we have another Mech Hero released. I don't know if you guys have read the Dash database card for what she does yeah you guys are gonna have to explain to me why this card is good because like a lot of cards i thought this was kind of like meh you know i don't know but i'm also not a mech player i also thought crown of seeds was bad when that was revealed i was like this is the worst equipment in the set you just gotta my car evaluation (laughs) skills are not the greatest i just want to throw that out there um but Uh, yeah you guys go ahead and try to tell me why this card is good because i i don't i don't know we're going to start with her Intellect and Health. This is just her Blitz card, Intellect 4, so average Intellect. She's at 18 health, so she's not starting at that full 20, but her ability... Well, it tells you that she's good, is, right? LSS is saying, hey, look, she's that, good. She starts at less health. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> you may look at the top card of your deck at any time, so you're just able to always look at the top card of your deck, and then her actual ability, once per turn... You may play a Mechanologist item with cost 0 or 1 from the top of your deck as though it were an instant. It costs an additional resource to play. Now, when I first read that, I was like, okay, that seems interesting. It's like a worse version of Datadog, right? 
Mm-hmm. But I was oh, yeah, just thinking sort of. about it more and more and putting together like what you'd be able to do with it. What I really think it allows is it allows Dash to really make full use of all the items that she has available to her. So what I think we're going to see when she drops is at first everyone's going to be trying to do a really boost hog Dash. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be good. It's not going to be like a game changer. I think it might be. Like, I think it will just put out more damage than it already does. And they have like 30 plus. I mean, you know, Cliff, that you guys, like the max V turns. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does the deck, <clears throat> how does the boost deck not get better from there? I don't I don't get it. Even with the pieces of armor you guys will be getting. Like, my record for a damage turn with my dash deck is 48 right now. Jesus, dude, how, that's... That's absolutely insane. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Christ on a bike. That's that's nuts. Yeah. Um it, it was uh, it was crazy. You but know going back into this new version. The power item for every dash deck is the technicore, right? Yep. yep. Now there's two really big ways for a dash to get the technicore in play. One is just to play it from hand. However, Playing items from hand doesn't feel great because they don't have go again. Yep. And unless you have that action point off of high octane yep. your boots, the Achilles, it's it's kind of just ending your turn. Yep. The other way to do it is Spark of Genius, which is one of my favorite cards for mechs. Spark is, so is a double X cost play. The card is going to be like a $30 card. I know. The, dude, all the mech cards have gone up. Imagine all the items we're going to get. I know, I know. Hopefully they make them cold. For, the, <laughs> for those who don't know, the um, if you pay the double X cost, save four. So since it's a double X cost, you're getting two X, basically. And what it allows you to do is go into your deck and grab an item two cost or less and put it onto the battlefield for free. And if you've boosted this turn, you draw a card. So getting a Spark of Genius off at the end of the turn not only allows you to get another item out, but it also sets up an arsenal card. Really strong in the mechs, who basically they can play out their hand, no quans. Now, this is giving her the option to play that at instant speed for free. Uh, but her new ability really allows her to do is grab those items that instead of clogging up her hand, she's able to get them out and then still have her attacks or whatever she's doing in hand. What I'm really excited for and to try to do with this deck is that infamous tree frog dash build. Yes, that's <laughs> what I was going to gonna say. I think... Where you try to get all the components to just do like five to ten swings with your plasma pistol every turn that, that ability the constant opt five to ten five to ten yeah it, it's, it's only three <laughs> um yeah no that was my first thought to cliff with this new dash is that tree frog dash is going to become a thing again you're going to see that fatigue gameplay with dash and let me tell you i hate that matchup yeah. that matchup is rough yeah. It is for so Dory. hard to fight that. Oh, oh just, for yeah, for Dory. Yeah. She just Didn't walks. Did she lose the Tree Frog Dash in yep. 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 Dude. Oh. Every time, just had the perfect block card. Yeah. And it's then, like, I'm just going to shoot pistol. Yeah, dude, yeah. 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 It was, ugh. It was so good. But I do want to note one thing here, guys, to the listeners. Josh was right. I called it. 
Dash was going to be the item hero. You I knew it 100%. That. Just because yeah. of her ability from before. Um, this just makes me even more intrigued to see the new boost hero coming out of Bright Lights. Just because Dash... It'll be like an actual new person, hero, character, yes. guy, yep. gal, full, whatever. Yeah, full new hero that's yep. built completely be, around boost. Yeah. Which is amazing. That's... That just means that you have a full-blown aggro. And Dash already does that so well without even having a boost ability on her card, mm -hmm. like her hero card. Her her hero ability is so vanilla, it's not even funny. Yeah. It, it's it actually literally does nothing after the turn zero. First, yeah, yeah, nothing. I mean, you get your Tekla core out, and then, which most people do, unlike pounder, Cliff here, pounder. pounder 2. Um, but I'm that just makes me even more excited to see this new hero. Just because Dash looks fantastic actually the new dash i love her art i should say like mm -hmm. if they make a marvel version of that dash that they like spoiled like the picture with dash in there beautiful i it's gonna I be we're a gonna hard get some set. really really good looking cards in the set it's gonna be a hard set for me to sure. not do it i don't know if you've uh, really looked at the card art but the kind of like your image of dash kind of looks like a collage of her and Datadoll, does it not? It well, I does. think that's supposed to be the idea, right? She's, like, merging with Datadoll or something. Her name is Dash Database, right? And yeah. She's, and she's giving us a Datadoll-like ability, so the flavor is, like, she... I think maybe if we get a story, they'll explain why Datadoll and her are in this art, you know? We'll get a reason yep. of what's going on there. As excited as, excited as I am for this hero and to play her... I'm not going to forgive LSS for taking away GC Datadoll by just putting her <laughs> ability on Dash. I will not forget. Will Dude, not one forget. day what's going to happen is, like, things are going to be real stale <laughs> one one day or one, like, you know, period in the game, and they're going to be like, look, this supplemental set's just going to be a bunch of adult heroes, and they're going to just flood the CC format with Kaios, yeah, Kaios, KO and everything. Kasai. You'll finally get your Kasai. Lexi's keep getting high-rolled by KO. <laughs> Lexi's That's... not going to be getting high-rolled very much longer. No. She's almost out of here. Well, I wanted to say about the new Dash card, though. You guys haven't sold me quite yet. I still think, okay. <laughs> it... I like that you get to look at the card at any time. That's kind of cool. Like, um... I also you guys kind of debated Joe about the sync belows and how you can't run D-Reacts because it'll... Well, this also helps with that. Now. Well, you'll know, like, oh, if I boost here, I lose go again, right? That's the yep. only thing you can yep. do there. But... And that's what I was thinking, too, on the other hand, is, like, it just gives your deck more optimal... Like, you can optimize your deck a little bit more. Optimize your turns. Yes, because of... Now you can actually probably run those, like mm -hmm. you were saying, so then you don't boost into well, something that's not... Does. They just aren't boosting. Yeah, they just, yeah, because they go in for... You said it started at 18, right? Yep, 18. Zero, so that means the adult hero will be 36. 36, yes. Okay. Yep. So you have a 36 life hero that's item-based, right? So mm -hmm. the item count is going to be fairly high, right? Yeah. Items don't block. That's true. Okay. That's true. So, like, obviously... But, but, but they can play Dissipation Shield from the top of their deck at instant speed. Along with absorption, though. Well, and is it? Instant, you can't do that. You can't play items have. with her. Oh. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's at instant speed. The ability is instant. In instant. That's why it's so good because for it's for well anything at zero cost or one cost for one more resource. So you pay one more at instant speed. Oh, it says once per oh, once per turn. It's your turn, right? Or is it their turn too? I think it's their turn too. 
it's saying once per turn, judging by the context and the wording, that okay, you guys. can go ahead and do it on either. Because yeah. it's not specifying action. It, if that. you're able to do it on both of your turns. That's what I'm saying. I think it's once per That's turn. That's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me just pull this thing up. My old eyes can't read over there, John. It's okay. I need to get it up on our big TV screen that we got over there. Makes it way easier. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not like during an action phase. It's just once per turn. You pay one extra resource for that item okay. at instant speed. All right, you guys sold. <laughs> like that, okay, I'm sold. That's, that's nuts. It's that, going to be good. That just enables yeah, Tree Frog to, Dash to yeah. go so much faster. Way faster. And not have that slow game play. Turtle around all the time exactly. until they finally have four or five right. items out. She, exactly. She gets access to that. She gets access to Spark of Genius. And if we don't get anything better, we can always just rely on the type of Austin's Workshop, which drops an item from our hand with Go again. That is true as well. I... I mean, we have yet to see any of the items come out of this set. So who knows what some of these new items are going to do. Yeah, I suppose, like, it really depends on what items we're getting. That, to, you know, that, will she be good with the items we already have? Probably. Like, yeah. the power and where the ceiling is on her, it just probably depends on these items. That nuts. Out. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. And that's what makes I me excited for Oh, boy. I want to hear this. I want to hear this hot take here, Cliff. Let's hear it. So, it's been a while since we've had a good location as a, a fabled card, right? Yeah. What if, for the next set, we get something akin to, like, a workshop? Or, like, a... Just, just like a forge or something. Yeah, I think, like I think it would... Yeah, it, it could be it could be just, like, Teclo Boss and Industries along the line, you know? Uh, it could just reduce his item costs. Uh, by one, but can't be reduced lower than zero. So you're like offsetting dash. That'd be nuts. You're offsetting. You're offsetting that dash play. But I also think if they wanted to allow like all mechs to use it, they'd add a slash after the item and do equipment as well. Dude, Ooh. the thing is, is if you make a card that playable at Fable. You just have a huge problem. They've, that, all, they've always like ran the fine line of and done a good job at like creating fables that are not too powerful to the, like so they're not necessarily like game pieces. Like I know Ice Ranger. You look at Green hey. Library. And tell hey. Me that hey. 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 <laughs> hey. I have said that Library is probably the most powerful fable. Okay? That is true. That is true. Uh, you have think, said it. I just think like. Yeah, I just, the have their time in the sun, damn it. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That seems like a very strong card. If they give us like another location, I hope they make it obviously like uh, item base or mech base where they like do something that um, helps you. But it has to be like in a small way. Like you have to get advantages off of the. Uh, I know, like the one in the lockdown library is not a small. You, you could maybe. It, it takes work to get there. You, have you to could maybe do like your first, your first item during a turn. Gains go again, if you know if you know what I mean by that. So like, it just enables you to play an item before your turn, so then you get the benefit from that item during that turn with uh, the yeah, fable. So let me just drop a techlo pounder when I already have a techlo pounder to play a combustible courier. Dude, who knows? It, that could be <laughs> that could be something, and it might honestly. I think you're right. I don't think mechs can have a gem. I it doesn't make sense for a mech to have a gem. They have to have a location. Is it, it's either going to be 
something that reduces the cost of mech items, or it's going to give us a way to tag at least one attack action from our Banish Zone to play it. Like, on pitch, return card with boost from your Banish Zone. Dude. That could be. What if, if it's just like... If they were to do a gem, that would that's what it would have to circulate with. I agree that it probably can't be a gem, right? It doesn't feel right. No, no, it just doesn't. It, no. Thematically, it could, it could technically be a fabled like, item, maybe. We haven't you, had a fable item yet. Yeah, it could be something along those lines. I don't know if they can do that. It's a, I mean, of course it's they would. It's just a conglomeration of the strongest It's their game. It's their game. But, I mean, then again, it just goes to show that James White also says that Data Doll is going to be more viable in Blitz now with some of the new items. Like, you're, we're going to see a lot more Data Doll. So. Cliff, I got, oh, I got a question for you yeah, as, yeah. as a Brute player. Yeah, what's up? Do you have your full play sets of ARG smashes? Um, do you, do you want to know what my honest take on any Brute Majestic that doesn't buff my attacks or come in for a shit ton? I think I know your honest take. <laughs> I think I know. <laughs> you don't have to nah, tell me. Nah, right, right, does one thing. And that's go. Mm-hmm. That's true. That, that, that's it. Reinar just goes. He's all these items just make me think. Any attacks. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. All these items just make me think of like what do we have in the game that destroys uh destroys them and arc smash is one of the cards that come to mind. I know there's a sh- is it shattered? Does that destroy items or is it just armor? That's just armor. Armor. No. Armor. No. Yeah. Or you can use it to break the uh, mech equipment that they just put out. That's true. <laughs> you could use it to break like uh, um, their Evo stuff. Right? Yeah, their Evo Pursuit. stuff. Yeah, we could use it to shatter their Evos. That's right. true. We might be seeing that card a lot more now. I mean, Shatter has always just I been kind of so. in the dark. It's never really been that good. Isn't um, it like a high cost on it? Yeah, I think it's two. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's a two cost. Yeah, that's weird. But I mean, it's it is armor hard. disruption, which is huge in this game. If you can disrupt armor, that is that's yeah. a big key component. Yeah, for sure. But um. What, what were you going to say, Cliff? I was going to say the way to think about Shatter is now if the mechs really come out and start taking over the, med, the meta, especially with the Evo build, the way to think about Shatter is, yeah, it's a two cost that I think it gives plus three. Um, but how much is that saving you down the road? Like that headpiece we saw that gives them an intellect every time they equip a mech. Not, or a Evo. Evo, not only that, it's a three temper. That's true. If you shatter that the turn after they drop it, that is more than worth the two resource. Yeah, that is true. That's very true. Just because you're turning off their whole be able to have a five-card hand. That's true. You're also shutting off six block. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Well, since we just got done talking about that, why don't we dive into some of the other cards that we got spoiled. Um, We had, I think it was DM Armada. Put out a video for Intoxicating Shot. This is a Riptide specialization. It's an arrow. It's a zero cost, blue pitch, four damage. When this hits a hero, they create a Courage token and a Quicken token. What's your guys' thoughts on this card? Um, first, when I... I... Go ahead, Cliff. You, you go ahead. Okay. So, my, I, I see what they're trying to do, right? Rip, Riptide is pretty well able to put, you know, 
the frailty exam people, and then if you give them the quicken, you turn on his traps so you can get the pings, right? Yep. But that's a lot of help. A courage <laughs> and a quicken token, that's a lot of help. It could be bad into some matchups, I think, like you're saying. Absolutely. It definitely could, like, really help, oh. like, a, like, a warrior. Katsu or a warrior. Oh. Yeah, you I, when I saw this card, I was, like, chopping you at the bit. probably just cut them, you know, against those decks. Yeah. I don't know. You just don't play that card. I think... The fact that it's a blue cost, block for three, four, I think the only blue, I think we don't even have a blue arrow that has physical, or that has base four. We have arrows like Frostlock and Headshot that can get to four. That's true. Um, but we don't have an arrow, I think, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think we have a blue arrow in the game that has base four. No. It blocks for three. So the stats, right, is zero cost as well, guys? Yep, zero cost, yep. Okay, that card, the stats alone are like, okay, Insane. this is a good card. Yeah. Like, you're going to play the card. It's just, a, I think, a matter of who you play it against. You don't want to play it against a warrior or a katsu, probably. No. You're, like, actually enabling. But, like, you just have to maybe try it out and see if, like, maybe it's worth it where they do turn those traps on of yours. Because, like, if they do turn your traps on, you're still blocking and getting that extra value. It might mitigate those tokens that you're giving them in, in the first place. That's true. See, so. my first thought to it went... Okay, so they're just be trying to be able to turn on the, the traps, correct, right? That's the whole point of them gaining the Quicken and the Courage. Now, I don't think this is a card that you'd be throwing right away. I don't think it's going to change, you know, your tempo into your matchup. I definitely think this is a setup card. I think it definitely helps towards the end game when you have your extra traps and you're trying to ping them for that one damage that's mm -hmm. unpreventable. So, I... I don't know how I feel about the card. It's just everything about the card and its stats are absolutely wonderful. But just being able to give somebody a Courage and a Quicken token is kind of disgusting. Yeah. Like, anytime I am facing a Brute and they do their, you know, swing big, and they come at me and if you block out, you get a Quicken token, mm -hmm. I'll block out that every day. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. come on. I, I can block out with my Go Again cards mm -hmm. and then be able to get Go get Again go back. Again, it's like... It's so good Give for some Warriors. Deck, some decks an opportunity, I think, like like we were saying. Oh, yeah. Now, leading into the Warrior <laughs> talk here. What, Cliff? The, the, uh, I was going to say, the first thought I had when I saw that card is, can I shoot myself with? But, anyways. <laughs> um, since we're now talking about, you know, that Warrior game plan, we did get another Warrior action that was actually spoiled. Um, Ty, if you got that up, do you want to read it? Warrior action? Yes, the warrior action. I'm reading your warrior card, huh? Okay. Yeah, so damn right. I'm going to give it to somebody else here. Okay. <laughs> um, we have Emboldened Blade. Cost zero. Um, warrior action. Blocks for three. Turn a face down card in any arsenal face up. If it's a defense reaction, destroy it. And your next weapon attack, this turn gets plus one. Go again. This card's wonderful. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. You only get the plus one if it's a D-React, right? Yep. Um, you gain information from it no matter what. So if you whiff, like, you're gaining information still. Um, yeah, I just think, again, this is just, like, a really cool sideboard tech for, like, decks that are you know are going to try to D-React the shit out of you, you know? Absolutely. And I, I think it just helps with your game plan. What, what do you think, Cliff? Holy shit. You basically shut off the Ranger's ability to do anything with encounters, and you shut off Lexi's Dominate ability. With what? Um, no, you're just, like, turning off their opt for Azalea, yeah. and then you're also, like, turning off the, um, I suppose, in, in Lexi, 
you're only negating the go again or frostbite that they get from flipping. But I think Lexi doesn't really flip to gain those tokens. She's no. flipping to open up the other arsenal, arsenal slot. slot to be able to shoot and always have that extra arsenal I do think slot. For Lexi, yes. I do think it against Azalea, though. Yeah, for, for Azalea, where you're trying to opt and like, gain the information to dominate the right card. You know, it is sneaky, like, annoying against Azalea. I like I I would say this would. No, you're good. Um, what what were you gonna say, Cliff? Being able to turn the aim counters off of pretty much anything like your hemorrhage bores, your drill shots, turning off the aim counters for barbed castaway, turning off the aim counter for a mobilizing shot. That is turning an almost detrimental turn to swing game tempo into just the basic damage that you're going to eat. That's true. So that you can bring back with another on hit. It just helps that, for me, being a warrior player, I think that this is a beautiful blue. I mean, it's an auto-include in your deck because it's a blue, zero cost. And in those fatigue gameplay, or those games where you're playing like Bravos or you Uzuris or anything like that, just being able to get rid of a defense reaction is absolutely insane because that's when they can, you know, kind of block out a little bit and then defense reaction from arsenal to be able to fully block out your attack but if you do this beforehand and get rid of that that just makes them dump a whole hand mm -hmm. and then you just gain tempo off of that alone yeah because they're trying to negate your counters that you're putting on your down blade um i wish it gave it a bigger buff but then again it's a blue yep. it's not That's supposed to it's not supposed to buff up too much um i do think this is better than the chorus of iron song that came out in dust till dawn that card is not terrible um it's okay to block with but it's an attack reaction that you're only getting plus one on and it's a yellow and it costs one instead of being free hmm. yeah so i think this is just a better card to come out it's a blue one it's yeah like... huge yeah. absolutely huge um, a couple others that we had were Dude, these other ones are nuts this this card here is the so there were a couple others that were spoiled at the same time and it was one of them was a wizard action aura and we don't have many wizard auras do we other than obviously the brainstorm deck you do some stuff but i don't think mm -hmm. they there's run many not, there's not many there's there's like the buffs and stuff where you play it out and then be more turn they pop and your next arcane damage will get um plus three or, or, or whatever but this next one the warrior action is called contest the minefield it's a two cost blue wizard action so you said warrior did i say warrior I wizard action I my bad um i always think about warriors over there God. i know dude that's where my mind goes straight to every time man um but so this this wizard action aura is kind of nuts so it's a blue so it worked great for kano First off, it's absolutely amazing just for being able to pitch to do Kano's ability and everything. Um, the text reads, all heroes get minus one intellect. At the start of your turn, destroy this. Blocks for two. And it blocks for two. That is nuts. Mm -hmm. Getting rid of a card out of somebody's hand for their next turn, mm -hmm. absolutely insane. Well, you also, like, um, it, you destroy it at the beginning of your turn, so you only... I suppose you are affected by it as well um, when you play it at instant speed, right? Because it says all heroes just get minus one. So that but is like true. At the beginning of your turn, like if, let's say you're Kano, right? You play it at instant speed. 
played on your opponent's turn in the middle of their sequence. Yep. And then they end their turn, they drop to three now. Yep. Beginning, your turn goes. It, it, it resets. Yeah, it, it resets. At the beginning of your turn, so now you don't even get the minus, minus the one. Minus one really. That's right. If you play it at instant speed. That's right. Um, on their turn, I mean, with Kano. Uh, I think that card is going to be a mainstay in the deck. I think it's just another tool to let wizards stick around in games. Um, and it's the fact that it's a blue and it's this strong yeah, is nuts for Kano. Is. I mean, you could... And Kano doesn't really... How much do you go to second cycle in Kano? I think you pitch deck a lot in Kano, actually. People, you do, but you just play. I think. I think you do. I think. I know. I honestly have played zero CC games in Kano. Played just a couple Blitz um, games, and in Blitz, you just kind of kill them um, before you hit second cycle. Yep. Um, but I know you hear all the time about um, Kano's just perfectly pitch stacking. Um, all the time. I and mean, like if they're running, ripping through their deck the way they are, they're probably getting to their second cycle quicker than any other deck. That is to true. To be honest with you. I feel like... So, yeah, I would say yes. You are getting to your second cycle quite a bit. I feel like this is almost a card that you want to get to your second cycle to set up for your turn beforehand so then they have less resource in their like hand to do, yeah, to do any of that. Yeah. They'll have dropped to three cards. Now you have, like... Yeah, you drop, and then they have one card less. You kill them with Storm Striders, right? Yeah. All right, Cliff. Let's, uh, you got it pulled up, the Sonata Phantasma. Yeah, this card's dumb. Yeah, yeah, I know. This card isn't even good, dude. <laughs> it's not. What? It's not. You don't think it's good? I don't. I don't think it's good. What? I, I really don't. Go ahead, Cliff, read it. Alrighty. We have up next Sonata Phantasmia. It is a Visceride specialization with the double X resource cost, as I was explaining on Spark of Genius. So you'll pay in, say you have four blues, you'll pay in 12, you'll net X equals six. And in this case, that X is creating X room chance. If X is six or greater, target hero discards three random cards. In my mind, this is playing into directly what Viscerai wants to do, and that's he's just gonna, you know, take his time, bide his time, Maybe throw a little bit of damage at you here and there, but he's going to try to amass a decent chunk of room chance. I think the and best then, the best thing about this card is the art. The Everything else? Really? Yeah, dude. Explain to me, what, when is this card good, Cliff? When uh, is it good? OTK Viscerai. Okay. Might, be, okay. might be coming but back. Wait, X, X, it says if X is 6 or greater, right? So yep. that means you have to pitch 12. Yeah. So it has to be from Arsenal. Yeah. You have to have 4 blues. Yeah. It's well, a, it's a setup almost. And then, and then hold on, do you even have yeah, do you even yeah. have resources to then like even play up and do a thing? Do that's that's all you would or... do. No, that's all you, you would only do this because you're you're disrupting the because target hero as in the opponent, because um, you're targeting the opponent afterwards. Discards three random cards, so they get you're rid of three cards. Away. Yep, you completely if you're take ever their turn away. That, that's strong. I'm not and saying it's just, not strong. Yeah, it's, it's just re regripping and gaining tempo. Um... What sucks is that if you are going for the OTK gameplay, you don't want to do anything. You do like blocking and just creating your room chance during your turn. So your next turn, you would actually have to crack back. So I think this card does have a very high ceiling to it, but I think it would be way better in Scalata Viscera, you know, in the LL format when we get there. But I can see that. 
I no, I can see that. Okay, you, with with Scalata, right? Then you get to like yeah. actually make this card playable. completely playable. You don't need twelve no. freaking resources to play it. Okay, I do think maybe turn one you have some shitty blues instead of like pitching in the grasp. You can pitch into this and gain more than grasp or yep. whatever. You know. Um, the the one thing I will say about this card is weird that it's uh you know what hero this would almost make more sense in. I was thinking about this when this was spoiled. Vincent. What's Vincent's uh, ally? What's it, well, it's a Viscerize first I know. Oh, you're saying like you wish it was a Vincent. Because card. then you'd get your Nazareth sure. out. Because then you are getting your six. Oh, right. Room chance yeah, right then right, and there yeah. on that point. If yeah. you had something set up, right? Um. Otherwise, I think the card is very good. I think it's very bad. <laughs> it. I think it just oh, takes I setting up. Is the thing you might be right about the Scalita take though in, in LL? This card might be gas, yeah, absolute wonders. I that's the first and second. First thing was the Vincent, second thing was the, the LL Scalata. I'm like, dude, yeah. uh, this is gonna be so good with that. that, yeah, very what, heavy. What were you saying, Cliff? What, what was the new mechanic we saw Rune Blades get with Vincent? Rune Gate, that so is true. Me is that we're gonna have Rune Gates that are gonna do stuff to make. It's easier to obtain a better usage of that card than just getting six. See, that's the thing, though, is, like, how much are you actually using Rune Gate cards in Viscerai builds? I Viscerai hasn't really been showing in any of the metas, so we don't really see too many Rune Gate cards. I bet cards. there's some. I mean... We should uh, look at the... I wonder if... Uh, the widespread. Zach Bunn ran Viscerai. It's always his, yeah, like, he, pet death. That's, I wonder that's if he true. ran it in that, so we should look at his list. Maybe we could do that. He might have uh, just ran Briar, though, honestly, because yeah. Briar is, like, probably... Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody's, like, go-to was this national season. I just always know, like, if there's any Visceride deck decks going on or things going on with Visceride, it's usually that. It's usually him still playing it and putting content out about the deck or whatever. It'd be different. This card would be so much better, though, I will agree, if it was just an X, not XX. We haven't seen a lot of just X cards or or any have we just x um i think there's like a guardian x. one or or is it uh imposing facade is double x yeah i don't think we even have just a single i'm card trying to think x. yeah you're right well okay slithering shadow pete is three costs and then an x so you have to it's required that three but then you can pitch more to slithering it slithering shadow pete was just one you sure it's not just one resource? What's the what's the one that came out of the Dust Hill Dawn set where you can block with it that like creates a seven block? What's I that card don't called? Know. You know which one I'm talking about, right? I don't actually. What? No, I don't. Uh, I have it over there in the binder, but I don't want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> just take over all the mics and the cords. Um, no, it's there. There is a card that costs like three and then an X and then it like gains up to seven essentially. Yeah. I, it, I, it was like controversial in, in a way, but um, I don't think we've had any other spoilers since I know spoiler seasons for yeah, the bright start. lights is about to start. Yeah, probably going to get a lot of cards here to talk about in the next few weeks. I think two weeks, right? Right two before pre-release. Yeah. week before. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's two. No, I mean like a week before release. Okay, yeah. Which means, yep. I think, yeah, in about two weeks. Yep. We'll start getting stuff. Um, but uh, we'll be talking a lot more about some of those spoilers that we get 
But um, we wanted to finish up from episode seven our Wraith review on Welcome to Wraith. Yeah, yeah, we just we felt like there was a lot more uh, meat on the bone in that conversation, um, and we just kind of were rushed for time last week. So I wanted to go over, and when we do these these reviews of the set, I, I definitely want to get into. A little bit about the lore. We're not going to talk your heads off about the lore. Josh is our lore guy. He's oh, yeah. going to go over some of that stuff. Um, but I also wanted to touch, like, where we are or where we're going in the set. Like, where the actual, like, um, what, what environments are bringing us to. Savage Land, Solana, Aria, that kind of thing. We also didn't really, like, talk about the classes, actually. We just kind of talked S- about Bravo, talked about them. Ryan, yep. talked about these heroes, per se. We didn't really talk about the actual class and kind of what the class offers and what they're yeah. doing. So we're going to... Um, this will be our uh, Welcome to Wraith, Wraith Review 1.5, we'll call it? Yeah, 1.5. I like that, 1.5. Yeah. Next, Our next one next month will be about Arcane Rising, and we'll con- we'll com- include all of this stuff we're talking about in these two episodes, try to combine them into one. Yeah. And we'll have a, a longer segment about it. Uh, but let's start out with the classes. So in, in the set, um, they offer us Warrior, Ninja, Guardian, and a Brute. Let's start with, well, let's start with Warrior, because you're kind of our warrior Woo-hoo! guy. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, what are warriors, like, trying to do? What's the theme with a warrior, Josh? So, depending on which warrior play you play, obviously, Bolton's kind of a different play style, because you're actually playing attack actions. But based off of the Welcome to Wraith set with Dory, your main goal is to attack with your weapon twice. Because of Dory's ability being able to... Uh, swing a second time if it hits in an in additional time. You're you're able to swing twice by giving it go again, buffing it, trying to get it up as high as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what her weapon reads, Dawnblade, is if you have hit on the second turn, or if you have hit twice in a turn, you gain a counter on your Dawnblade. So all you're doing is trying to buff your Dawnblade, swing twice as consistent as you can, and gain that extra damage on your weapon over time mm-hmm. um that's the main goal of warrior i you know i build mine kind of mid-rangey so if i need to go tall i can where yeah, i think i think just naturally they are kind of mid-range decks yeah they're the uh the jack of all trades uh type of deck or, or is that the right thing? yeah yeah they, they can kind of do it all right absolutely they can play defensive they can play offensive absolutely they care a lot about their weapons like a warrior should i it, think that's kind of the theme behind them you know? that is that is like their main goal mm-hmm. um as we see with some of the newer sets that came out weapons are viable they try to make a cool axe with the merciless battle axe <laughs> it's not good do not play the merciless battle axe if you're going to play an axe build build the decimating great axe yeah. that axe is so overpowered yeah. if you're building with weapons as in swords it's hard to do a dual wielding warrior with dory um I've, no, it's, i mean yeah you stick with don blade you're, you're fine don blade is just such an overpowered weapon once you get that thing to pass three counters if you can that weapon becomes a very scary threat mm-hmm. when you're playing into it. Yeah, it's hard to block it after the first couple. With the math bo- that goes behind Welcome to Wraith with Dory, you can essentially swing your weapon for three, and then you can buff it with nine more. So you're automatically got to put the math to 12 that they can deal in a mm-hmm. turn. 
if they have Unless you're four, fighting out, if yeah, you're outed, that's kind of different. Fucks that's true. That's true. And you've I love that you, card. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lost plenty of rounds. <laughs> um, but the the math once you learn behind the warrior is very simple when you're playing into it. If you can figure out the math and try to, if you know their big cards as in Steelblade Supremacy, you know you know is buffing too, mm-hmm. and you see that at the face before the attack. Mm-hmm. So the math gets easier if you see more actions. It's when they get to the reaction phase, it's yep. hard to do the math. Because you have yep. to try to predict what they're going to drop. I think if you are if you know a lot about Dory and how she plays as uh, facing against a Dory, you can kind of leverage that knowledge to your advantage. Like if they make, if they just like uh, swing naked downblade at you, no mm-hmm. go again, nothing. I mean, just stay away from that every turn. You just, no blocks, no blocks, no blocks. Sometimes they'll, you know, they'll have all these reprise cards and they're just now sitting in their hand. They have like a glint and they oh, yeah. a couple whatever Iron Song response. Iron Song response, um, stroke of foresight that just buffs it by three. So um, again, they're really focused on letting the yeah, like Josh said, just getting their weapon to go off. They're very uh, like like in most RPGs, warriors do care about that, and they kind of care about their armor. She also has a fridge, you know. Yes. She has very good blocks in her armor. Um, I will say the one thing that irks me about Dawnblade. Is that in every card you see her holding it with one hand? Why is it a two-handed weapon? Yeah, it's it's like a freaking fencing sword. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why, why is sense. it? With that, you know how insane it would be with that new bastion of unity of the warrior shield if Dawnblade was a one-handed weapon. Now, I would think it'd be fair if they limited it to be a one-handed, but can only run one. I think that'd be fair. If they like eroded it or something. Yeah. Oh, of course. I think that. that'd be yeah, fair. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, just to help with that fatigue gameplay, blocking with the shield, because then you're blocking for five every turn mm-hmm. and you never lose the shield. The shield mm-hmm. always stays on board because it never goes down past that minus. Unless yeah. somebody shreds it, obviously. But um, sorry, that was my little tangent about Don no, Blade. No, that's, that's what irks me. I think what we'll, once we go through the, each class and hero here, we can kind of just touch on the regions and stuff right as we go through them. Yeah. So we can kind of, um, we'll go, what's the uh, most important card for Dory in Welcome to Wraith, do you think? Okay. We'll get Cliff's take on this too, and I'll, he's probably sleeping over there. Um, just kidding, Cliff. This, this is very <laughs> controversial. Um, <laughs> See, that was him just waking up. All the warrior cards that came out of Welcome to Wraith, as in her specializations and her majestics, were all insanely powerful. Steelblade Supremacy, giving your weapon plus two for the whole turn and draw a card if it hits. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. Um, you look at Singing Steelblade, buffing it by one to give it a break point, and then grabbing Always your grabbing other one, other one yeah. to, to buff it by three more. Yep. And if you have enough resource in a turn where you're just trying to keep a counter on your Dawnblade, go find Route. It's so good. I would say it's probably like I mean I'm again I'm not like I'm not a warrior uh, stand at all, but I've played against a lot of warriors. Yes, against you yep. a lot, yep. and I think the cards I hate to see the most as uh, the defending player is probably Iron Song Determination. That card is and absolute gas route. too. It's one of those two. It's Route or Iron, Iron Song for me. That I I know Glint is like really good and does everything you want, but it's a lot of times you just like don't block and then they don't you don't get to draw off Glint and you kind of just waste the blue 
It's yeah. so good if you have a few counters, and with that new glistening steel blade card, that card's and really good. Iron too, Song actually. Determination. That's the one from Classic Battles, right? Yes. Yeah, that will, we can't include that one though no. because that's not from Wraith, but, but that if, card's strong. If you Iron Song Determination, pushing that extra break point, yeah. giving it dominate, dominate for the whole for the turn, turn is what is and like, gaining oh, counters the whole I know, time. The most I've ever gained in a turn with that card is, I think I was playing into Cliff and I gained three counters in a turn, swinging four times almost. Uh, no, it was three times. Um, but it it's just... It was game over after that. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad after doing that. And that just goes oh, to no, show... That just goes to show the power in some of Dory's, you know... Um, cards that she got from this set, being able to just make your turns be more optimized with Steel Blade Supremacy, I would have to argue, I would have to go Steel Blade, we haven't even mentioned Glint. Yeah, no, I did, I, did. I just kind of talked about it briefly. But... That's true. Um, Glint's a great card, it gives your weapon go again, yeah. and if they block this turn, it just gives you another card in hand, and with Warriors, it seems like there is a lot of draw cards. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. They're also, yeah, they're very, like, reaction-based, too. I like that they put a reaction-based character in the game to kind of teach players, oh, there's this extra this step after step. blocking, yep. you know, where you... A lot of people pass. forget about it, Yeah, to well, be honest. A lot of times when you're playing, neither deck has reactions no. either way, being attack or defense. Like, decks just will have zero on each side, so... That's true. There's, you know, they're never saying, oh, wait, reaction step, you know, they're never... Yeah. No, I agree. Um... Cliff, what what do you think is one of the strongest cards for Warrior to come out of the set? Out of Dust Till Dawn or the Spoiled Ones? No, welcome, welcome to Wraith. We're on the oh, Wraith Review. Wraith. Yeah, we're on Wraith okay. Review. Welcome to Wraith. Honestly, if I'm going to give <laughs> Warriors the strongest card, sorry, my brain's late. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to assign a card the strongest card out of Welcome it's one of two. Clint Quicksilver or Route. Okay. Both good choices. Yeah. yeah I, Route's just an insane card. Being able to, you know, be able to push damage you know and make sure you keep you it. Killed me with Route, Josh? Dude, I. If you look at a lot of deck techs out there on YouTube, you see not a lot of people running Route, or they maybe have like one on the sideboard for mm. certain matchups. Dude, I love that card so much. I run two and a third one in the sideboard in case I want to. But I think Route's just absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah, the card is usually plus six, right? When yeah. And if you can, you know, return like an unmovable or something. Absolutely. And trap it in their hand where they can't pay uh, for it again. It, it's a plus three. Yeah, you can pull up the movables, but... Well, yeah, then that's, really that's two costs for plus ten. <laughs> you just gave it, basically. There there was a game when I was playing Kellen, yeah. turn one, I think I had like glistening into like a route. So I had go again and Kellen just block six. Overblocked my Dawn Blade, and I pumped it with an Iron Song response. Then I routed it, and sent it back up to his hand, and then swung again for another turn. And it was something along the lines where I dealt eight damage, gaining. I, I can't remember the exact line, but Kellen just looks at me and goes, "I freaking hate that card." <laughs> just, but it just, if we look at the the Wraith. I think that's where I was saying Warrior is definitely one of the stronger heroes if you don't know how to play into her. I think, yeah, there's a learning curve of, you know, I kind of going back to what the meta was like when the set first came out. Um, I got into the game when Arcane and, and Wraith were out, 
and it was a lot of uh, Dorenthia and Ira. Yep. It was only Blitz events, really, um, at the beginning. And Rout was a huge, huge um, player in that meta. It It's almost a staple in the deck during that time. Um, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't run it. but Let's get into uh, the region she's from. She's from Solana, right? Which is in basically, what, geographically, it is in the center. Yeah, Wraith, I, right? I think in the center of Wraith. Yeah. It, in the lore, it was like the staple city of Wraith. They were kind of like one of the first cities. Um, very high in the... How would I put this? In like the community, people loved their... Um, ask like they're. Are they the capital or like is it? Um, I think it, it. I think it would this, technically this be map the capital. Looks like it is. Yeah, it, that that's what I mean. Like it was like the first like the pinnacle built, of civilization. Yeah, pinnacle area. of civilization. Yes, thank you. That's what I was kind of looking for <laughs> yeah, for sure. wording. But um, little lore behind her. She kind of grew up into this almost not royal family, but like high family. She had a mentor named Minerva. Um. Technically, in the lore, we don't call her Dory. She's actually called Thea, which is kind of crazy it's to say. <laughs> it's it's weird. I mean, you just go based off the first. But she grew up learning the ways of weapons, and her family knew that she was just going to be like this big threat into the into the world and be one of the strongest warriors Were they like out a there. Something or was um, Minerva a blacksmith? I think Minerva was a blacksmith, yeah. and she handcrafted Dory's blade for her nice. as well. Yeah. So that's where her Don blade comes into effect and why it works so well with Dory. Because yeah. you don't really see Don blade touched by any other warrior in the game, for sure. I don't yeah. think it's not viable. Like, yeah, I like how they kind of created that card to fit Dory's ability. It it all just ties in together, yep. which is nice. <clears throat> um, who's our next hero we got on the list yeah, here? Enough, I mean, uh, enough warrior talk. I know Dory like fought Reinar, right? So we'll, in the classic yes, battle story. in the classic so battle story. Reinar here. Reinar um, is... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, Reinar is... Uh, he's a brute, like we were saying before. He's a big, mean, green fighting machine. Um, I think orcs or ogres. That's what was, it was the first yes. thing that drew me towards brute when I got into the game was I loved orcs in World of Warcraft. Yes. I played orcs almost religiously but um yeah they, he's just a big smash attacker yeah. and he um he grew up in the savage lands he uh was a young pup that was abandoned i think when he was a brute i don't think the brutes stay along very much their parents like don't watch over them i think is no the idea. yeah right um That's they the they pretty much have them they're like okay you're ready to go fight in this world <laughs> if you and if you if they can't survive yeah. then they, they weren't meant to. They weren't meant to be. Yeah. And that's kind of like the lifeline, I would say, inside of uh, inside of Wraith. Yeah. You know, if you can't fend for yourself out there in the Savage Lands, you're not meant to be a war, or, you know, like a hero. Savage Lands, say. it looks like it is the, on the west side of Wraith. So it's west of Solana. And there's like a big forest that separates them geographically and there's there's nothing else in between them correct mm -hmm. and that's so where like forest in between them that's, that's where, where dory, dory comes into yeah comes into play because i think they were i think they were wandering out into the forest because this brute has been going around and taking out these villages and fighting yeah the scouts were the, getting killed yeah. and the, the dory and her team went out to 
find what, what the heck was going on. Yep. Cliff, do you want to talk a little bit about what the class of Brood is trying to do? I know you're a Reinhardt player. You're like probably our most experienced Reinhardt player at the shop. So, um, yeah. Just, yeah, talk about the I class a little bit. Reinhardt. Yeah. So, Reinhardt is built around a mechanic called Intimidate. Intimidating is based on the ability to discard a card from hand uh, most of the time at random, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And if you manage to get a sixth power attack or greater into your discard zone off of that card you played, you intimidate your opponent. And that removes a card from until the end of your turn, essentially. So they, they can't target their hand with sync below from Arsenal if you manage to get a couple... Uh, they can't activate any of the abilities on those cards. They can't pitch yep. them for armor. Those cards are removed from existence for yep. as long as you're trading. Yeah, about the only way to get around and Intimidate I'm, is to have this the de-reacting arsenal, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And there's two main ways that I approach games with Ryanar. The first is, do I just want to go balls to the wall, and do I just want to try to intimidate them four times to completely remove their hand? And to just, in blitz, kill them. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, later today, you're going to try to do this, the, the exact thing you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> all these new players. He's savage. Yep. He's from the Savage Lands, the Ben Clifford. <laughs> the other thing you can do is you can try to plan this like you intimidate twice, and then you push 10, 12 damage. Yep. Because then you're going to be drawing those two cards out of their hand yep. and equipment, and they're left with an inefficient way to play. Yeah, I will say the one thing about Brood is if you're able to race them, the Intimidate kind of doesn't matter. Like, if you want to keep your hand anyways, and you don't want to be blocking, like if you're an aggressive Fi or an aggressive Ninja deck or something, a lot of times if they can't push enough damage with these Intimidate triggers, um, you can kind of outrace Brood. Um, right now, I think the big complaint right now with him is it is a lot of just vanilla damage. It is. Um, no on hits. I would say the best card is kind of hands down just Blood Rush. Blood Rush is... Blood Rush Bellows is for sure the best card. I think Alpha Rampage is. I don't. I don't even think, think that card that's is that great. That great. It does have the intimidate on the text, but at the same time, you're having to discard a card to play the card yep. while paying three for yep. it. The so, big thing oh, no, with... no, 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 no. Oh. See, I would argue that Barraging Beatdown is a better card than Alpha Rampage. What what you're trying to do is do the barraging beatdowns for your Alpha Rampage, and you don't even need to do that, because Alpha Rampage has the beautiful ability of not triggering that discard to get the Intimidate off of Reinar's hero ability, but when you attack with Alpha Rampage, you Intimidate It also well. has Intimidate, so you so, get the double Intimidate. Yeah, I just... And if you manage to discard, my favorite thing to do, actually, is to plot out discarding Massacre. If you know what the effect mm, is on Massacre, yes. gives your attack when plus that two. is discarded, it intimidates an additional time. Oh, I thought it pumped. That. No, that's Blood Rush no, Fellow no, that pumps not... two. No, no, no. Okay. Massacre has two text boxes. The first text box being that if you play it, and you have discarded another uh, attack this turn, mm -hmm. then Massacre will gain plus two in Intimidate. Okay, that's not okay. The second text box is when Massacre is discarded to pay the cost of the discard of an attack action card, 
then it intimidates again. So you're getting so three intimidates. Alpha for a triple intimidate. Wow. Yeah. Seems like a lot, though. I don't know. I, again, Brute, well, Brute well, is really trying to make blocks hard, and they're just trying to do an, these huge da damage turns, that, and you're almost, well, you're intimidated. And yes. you're, you're, the idea is you're frightened or something, and they're just smashing you with these big hammers and or big trees, <laughs> as the one card says. And I, I will say, we kind of forgot to mention this, but this kind of ties in with Warrior 2. Um, Brute has a defense reaction that can deal damage mm -hmm. onto another hero, which I think is... Uh, it's sneaky. actually... Yeah, I've, I've died to that card. And Steel Blades. Yes. Like Steel, Steel, Steel Blade Shunt Steel Blade for Warrior. Both, uh, defense reactions that deal damage are nuts. The, we, yeah. We haven't seen them since they printed those in Wraith, I think. Um, We have the one Sigil of Suffering from right, Toa okay. no, that deals right, one right, arcane right. damage. Yep. 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 Um, kind of cool they're giving certain classes that... that Right, Pitfall Trap. I actually played that very first iteration of my Blitz decks in Armory. It's, you know, Brute is a, it, it can be a very strong class. I would say it's a lot stronger in Blitz. Um, I don't, Reinar is definitely, Cliff is going to hate me for saying this, but the weaker. I would think so. The weakest it's, hero it's, to come like out of the said, set the for CC. I think it, it's the vanilla damage. Once it gets some on hits or yeah. something, like you're able to like not just deal heavy damage the deck will change and yeah. get better, I think. It, it would almost... You know what would make sense? Like, you know, their Romping Club, make it have almost like a bleed damage, where, like, if it hits, make it deal more damage. You know, if they don't if they don't pay resource or something for it. Yeah, they need a... I don't know. They they need some some sort of on hits that matter. or And I guess, like, I don't want to just kind of make the lazy assumption or, or thought that, like, oh, you just put it on hit on something and make it good but like in this game that is a lot about what it is what makes a card good is does it have an on hit you know yeah um, absolutely and i will go to say though that we have yet to touch the savage lands in any set other than welcome to raid mm -hmm. so maybe when we make a return to the savage lands we could have oh, yeah. a lot stronger brutes and a lot more on hits um Let's that see. new scowling flesh bag being able to intimidate, not like on the defending defensive, side, yeah, is is huge. And if they can get more cards to do that, I think that'll make brute a lot more I think playable. That's the next, almost that's the next hero that we'll see kind of the LSS push. I think they kind of do Absolutely. a good job of pushing the lower level heroes. Um, so I'm thinking Savage Lands in the future. That'll be coming soon. Absolutely, I think it's probably um, pretty soon after Bright Lights. Let's get into Katsu. We have Katsu as the ninja of the set. Um, this is when we almost need Dylan. I know, I know. Shout out to Dylan. Hope Love you, buddy. Still, hope he's still listening, trucking along. He's about to have a kid soon. Yes, crazy. very soon. Um, Join the Fab Dad. Yeah, Fab Dad chat. Little uh, Katsu running around, as yeah, he likes to Katsu, say. <laughs> Katsu is a ninja that likes to go wide. His whole thing is going wide. Um, he presents some on hits that like will draw cards. He has an, uh, a mechanic uh, built into his hero ability where if one of his attacks hit... I think it has to be an attack action, right? Yes. Not just the yep. Kadachi. It has to be an attack action. Um, he can discard a card with cost zero, and he goes and searches for any card in his deck with combo. So the idea is, like, you kind of have this loaded weapon ready to fire off at any time if you let one of their attacks hit. Um, so it can be really tricky to block them. Yes. You, uh, I found a lot of times you have to block out the surging strike and anything after that is kind of if they have natural whelming gust rate it, it can be a problem yes but like the deck the deck really presents weird blocks it can do a lot of damage um 
I think it was the true aggressive deck of the format. Yes, 100%. Um, if, so if you were an aggro player, you saw a lot of ninjas just oh, jamming, yeah. you know, zero cost go against stuff. Mm-hmm. Their Kadachis. Um, yeah, they utilize the zero cost in their deck quite a bit. Um, what would you guys say, like, the most important card is for, for uh, Katsu? I know we're thinking, like, Majestics, but what if it's just, like, Kadachi? I mean, we could have maybe picked Dawnblade for Dory, I guess, if we pick Kadachi for Katsu, but... Yeah, dude. But, like, the Kadachis are, like, le being able to leverage the two hits for the mask, you know? And, like, you Kadachi, Kadachi, if you let both of them hit, now that third one is threatening a, a mask of momentum. Mask of momentum. A lot of times. Um, and... You know, honestly, I would argue the best card to come out for Katsu in the set would probably be Mask. But that's just because it's a legendary, and obviously it's like if you hit three times in a row. No, but I think that is actually more important for that hero than maybe some of the other L's for the absolutely, heroes, I absolutely. Think. Um, Dory can only really use hers yeah, if it's hit. About those gloves, dude. The, yeah, whatever. It's just for some the life. Damage, maybe sometimes. It's just for the life, and maybe to push a push a. Scabbies can really matter for for Reinar. That's very true. Um, so I would definitely say scabs and mask. Are like the bigger ones, but for my card, you know, I ancestral empowerment to be able to try to hit that that third attack, giving it plus one. My card is sweet. Gives a, an attack plus one at instant. Is it a reaction? Instant. It's a Re reaction. reaction, and then, and then you, you draw. A card. Yeah, you draw a card naturally off of it. Yep. Card's great. Um, it just helps you because you can go Kadachi, Kadachi, your surging strike. Right now, you're paying two cards, doing whatever through your combo chain, but being able to hit that third time with an attack action to double draw yep. is absolutely yep. insane to regain resource. So, um, you know, I would argue that Ancestral Empowerment is probably, for I, me, I the card. That. Yeah, I can see that. Cliff? What about you, Cliff? What, what would you Honestly, I haven't played too much Ninja myself. I've yeah, played same. into a fair... Just basing on what I'm seeing for Katsu, though, I would probably put my chips on Kadachi. Yeah, Kadachi is very strong. There, there's a reason they have the phrase Kadachi lock, because once you get into yep. that range and they yeah. just those Kadachis. That was a real thing. That uh, sucks. Talking back. That sucks. Yeah, it does, and it, it's a real thing. But talking back to the how the meta was when the first two sets were out, like I said, it was a lot of Dory, a lot of Ira, a lot of Katsu, and yeah, if you were ever at one life against a ninja, that's tough, tough goings, man. Like it's it's a, you know, they're basically drawing one card for every Kadachi they throw at you. Yes. Um, and then once they whittle you down. When you don't have, <clears throat> when you don't have armor, and it's yeah, it, you're in for a a tough time. But um, what about the lore with him? I know he's from Mysteria, right? Yep. But he also is a wanderer. So is yes. he even like uh, what's this? What's the issue or what's the story there, Josh? So what goes behind Katsu? The reason why they call him the Wanderer is because there has been a plague, sickness. Um, type thing that's been going around through their their village that they live in and Katsu is brave enough to go set his mind to go find a cure for his village. So that's, to, so that's why he's wandering around. Yes, and that's that's where the wandering comes into play. Now we do see him lead into the pits during Outsiders because he made a return in Outsiders. 
Um, you know, he he's went to the, the he's looking there. for the right. cure there because it's it's greasy, it's grimy down in the pits, it's disgusting. People are filled with plague, hmm. so he's he's wandering out and about trying to find um, a cure. But the the dynamic behind the whole ninja is that they're very what's the word I'm looking for? Very structured around their their people. Mm. their village mm. and they care for one another so much and they value like traditions and yeah. things like that going off that the g- geographically they are on the east coast of wraith it looks like and they're kind of over by themselves too it looks like yes map. um a new card that we saw was visit the floating dojo um they yeah aren't they up in the sky yeah something? they the, the that's where they train the i think up. In the clouds and shit. Yes, they have dojos up there where they all train and to become God, like so cool. a, a main warrior monk type yeah. person. Um, Katsu, you know, he's just kind of on his own. I don't think he travels with anyone in the war mm-hmm. really. He's just doing this all on his own, which yeah, just true, makes true, him sound nomad. Makes him so much more badass. Yeah, I think that's a big he's, appeal of him. He's out there just trotting around. All right, next we have. Um, Last but not least, we have Bravo. Yes. Uh, Bravo is from Aria, which is northeast, looks like. Kind of a, looks like an icy area up there. He is he is a guardian, and that's where most guardians come from, is yep. Aria. Um, that's where Oldham's from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Valda as well. Um, she ties into the story a little bit of the lore. Um, Aria's very, like, magic-based, right? The it flow is. is, like, this... It's essence of, right, of like right, right. just energy and that, power all right. around. Um, Some characters can harness that energy, like Lexi and Bravo. Yes, um, that's where we see Bravo. Well, not, Bravo not Bravo at first. At but, first, no, at first, because no. he grows up traveling with the Everfest Carnival. He grew up his life traveling with them through the carnival, doing shows, living it up with carnies and traveling. But his goal was to become the strongest man in Wraith. In Cool. Pretty much all of Arya. I can so, see him being a oh yeah, <laughs> he he's all about the he showman. Like they <laughs> they say that he's just absolutely out there and he steals the show. Just a gorgeous man that everybody yeah. dies yeah. for and wants. Um, but as he grows over time, he learns about his po- his powers and he harnesses some powers, and that's where we see him become Bravo Star of the show, mm-hmm. where he gains the essence essence of the elements, mm-hmm. as in earth, ice, and lightning. So um, when we meet him in Wraith, he's basically just in the carnival, kind of traveling around doing. Yes, the, right? this is this is the beginning. Yeah. Him post, him post being young, um, learning about everything in the powers of Arya. Mm-hmm. And as a class, I can kind of like lead this one off because I think I've played on quite a yes, quite absolutely a good amount uh, of brute. I'm sorry, guardian, guardian over <laughs> the years. Um, Bravo was one of my main decks when we started shifting to CC and the. Um, in that meta years ago and i will say it's probably like the best uh best pommel deck 100 percent. i loved the fact that you could either stop your opponent's big attacks or present a huge attack that they then can't stop i kind of love the dichotomy of like being able to really present these crazy attacks versus presenting these like how did he just block me out for 15, you know? Like Absolutely. The guy pulverizes you, and then you... Absolutely. Unmovable sink and a couple of armor pieces, and they're like, oh. It, it just goes to show that they, you know, they really geared the set towards two kind of different builds where you can 
push Dory to be somewhat aggro with Katsu being the full mm. aggro build. And then you got the Reiner and Bravo being the big smash factors mm. of the of the set. Yeah, I would almost say like Dory and Reiner seem more mid-rangey a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you know, Guardians, I mean, I say that it's fun to hit, throw these huge attacks. It's kind of, it's, it can be challenging to find the windows to crippling crush your opponent. Yes. You usually have to take a big turn off or take some damage to do it. Um, That's where but it's a lot weapon. of times you are just playing defensively and swinging your hammer. And there, there's some, it's, uh, I, wanna, I don't want to call it like a fun, um, like, sequence of, of turns when you're playing a guardian like that but like it is a sense it is kind of the game's control where if you're playing fatigue or you're, you're blocking out you're basically saying no my cards are negating your cards and you played another one now okay now this card's going to negate that card or, yep you know so you are you are sort of playing this control archetype in in but but i, I, I do want to say like this game does not have your typical archetypes no. uh, or deck types i should say like other games do um, um I wanted to note, on those kind of like off turns that you're talking about when you're trying to set up and know mm -hmm. when to attack, in utilizing his chess piece yes. with his weapon yep. on those off turns, Letting pitching your next attack cost one less, cost one less turn, is, yeah. is amazing. Yep. Just because it makes it so much more open to be able to keep that arsenal slot mm -hmm. always filled with a card. Yeah. I would say probably the biggest card in the... In the pool from that set is either spinal or crippling it's pretty spinal easy. or crippling yes crippling i agree it's very hard to cast sometimes it has an, an insane effect where if you crush them for four more damage they discard two cards at random spinal basically says you get to do one thing next turn it's like our version of red in the ledger and i recommend with that you know with the crippling Spinal's crush it it always draws you towards to pummel it, right? You you do want to try to pummel Definitely. it if you, yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, it draws new players in, I should say, to try to, try, to do that. Yes, to have that. But the goal is to dominate that mm -hmm. crippling mm -hmm. and save your pummels mm -hmm. for attacks that you want to discard and try to regain tempo with. Um, that's where I, I think Spinal Crush definitely it can be used in every guardian. Yeah, really preys on those are, aggro. Yeah, it's for, insane. It's one of your answers to all the aggro decks. Um, it's, it can be really hard to play against an aggro deck when you're trying to fatigue. Like they, that's kind of the answer to fatigue decks. Is Absolutely. Not, you know, you're not able to fatigue all their little one and two damage chain links. Dude, honestly, you you know what just popped in my mind? What's that? I I really like Showtime. Showtime new, is a the new majestic. No, no, no. Um, Showtime is the aura. Oh, just oh right. Where yeah, you, get yeah. you get to search search up for any any guardian card. Absolutely, yeah, I play that card in China. Though, you, so. you just surge if you can, then you show time while mm -hmm. blocking out that turn. It enables you to draw a five card hand, so then you can search for your cripplings. You can dominate it. Mm -hmm. You can create your surge for your next turn while also keeping your. Yeah, it's a good like setup turn. It, it's uh, or, uh, setup card. You see turn that one. turn one? Oh, oh so good. 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 I Ed, agree. What do you think? What did, what's the best card coming out of Wraith for Guardian? Uh, I was honestly going to say Showtime. Showtime just allows Look you to that. set up and give you, gives you an excellent way to kind of get that overstep and just have your viability yeah, for drawing, drawing the card. getting the yeah, attacks you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, Guardian is just, uh, like Ty was saying, that more slow gameplay. So if you're into that gameplay, Guardian is a great deck for you to play. Um, I love the different styles they brought to us in, in Wraith, where they all feel different. Yes. They feel very different. They all feel pretty viable. They felt viable back then. I know Reinar, people had a lot of Reinar, or tournaments, you know, yep. had a lot of Reinars in them back in the day. Um, but 
yeah, that's kind of, uh, I think that's pretty much it for our second half of this. Like I said, we're going to try to get our segments, um, obviously, in one episode as yep. we move forward with these reviews. Um, I just definitely wanted to go over the regions and stuff. I Absolutely. Knew we had at least 20 or 30 minutes of at least talking about that. One one last question to kind of finish up, and we'll move on to our listener questions. Um, which region that we've that we visited and welcome to Wraith would you guys want to live in if you lived in Wraith? You know, I'm going to let Cliff take this one because I really have to think about this question, to be honest. Cliff, do you, you got, are you ready for this one? Can I pick the flying dojo? Mysteria, yeah. Well, Mysteria? That's, yeah. That's it, one of the places. That's one of the four. It's got giant, beautiful... Mysteria and the flying dojo Two separate things. Oh, I no, no, just... no! The the floating dojo is in Mysteria. It's it's part of uh, oh, their gotcha. their thing. That's where they train to become you know like a high warrior. Well, ninja, but you know. Um, no, I I like that one, Cliff. It's uh, if you look at any of the pictures from Mysteria, it's all beautiful mountains, beautiful landscaping, and stuff like that. You got the you got the floating mountains above you. It all just looks beautiful. Um, I was I'm battling with myself between Mysteria or Solana, because I had a feeling to Solana. you know Solana's just the high city. It's Solana has cop vibes to me. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Come man. On. They got cop vibes. Um, I'd be ripping my vape down the sidewalk. They'd be like, "Hey, what is that? What's in there? <laughs> what, what is that?" <laughs> um, you know, honestly though. Aria kind of ties in with the Mysteria. It's all these beautiful areas like Pulse of Volthaven. You know, mm-hmm. the Volthaven is yeah. just gorgeous with lightning all around it. Ice, beautiful lit up city. Yeah, I think I think if I had to choose, it would probably be Aria just because of the fact that like it is beautiful landscapes, like you said. Um, and like it's supposed to be cold there, right? But yeah. we live in Minnesota. It gets pretty chilly here. I also work outside yeah. in the winter. Yep. So, like, yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily mind the the cold, um, so yeah. And I, I mean, the flow that seems sweet, elemental yeah. magic and yep. shit. Like yeah, just essence I'm of in. power everywhere. Um, you know what creatures live in Arya? The Meeps, the little Do Meeps. They yep, they live out in Arya. It's they weird that we're around. like in Arya with Bravo, sort of. Yeah, like that's where he's from. We're covering Arya in Wraith when we have a whole set about Arya. You know, yeah. so we'll be able to like go into Arya a little bit more when we hit TOA down the road. TOA and Everfest. I, I feel right. like we might just tie well, those Everfest two like kind of in, yeah, in Arya. It's the traveling right? carnival yeah. that goes inside of Arya. That so that's uh, we'll tie that all in together once we get there. But um, Ty, you said you like to live in Arya. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably. You know, I was thinking about it. Who who would actually want to live in the Savage Lands? Bear Grylls? Cliff. No, it's Cliff. 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 Cliff wouldn't mind. He's yeah, a savage. Yeah, it was a toss-up. It <laughs> was a toss-up between Savage Lands and the Flying Dojo. But, I mean, I, I, I want to live on a flying cloud. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Yeah, right. It sounds absolutely amazing. Um, Well, to close out our Wraith review, we do have a couple listener questions that a few people uh, sent in that we can tie in real quick here. I know we're pushing that uh, two-hour mark coming up. This is one of the longest episodes we've done. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, we've been well. We didn't. We weren't really on the time crunch, and we all kind of no. like knew if we weren't on a time crunch, it'd be we could have these longer uh, form conversations about the game, um, even if we're talking about nothing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, 
Talk about something, but I mean, geez, you guys have all heard all this crap before, but it's just, you know, something we enjoy to do. We love doing it. Let's get into our listener questions, though. Um, uh, Carter has a couple. He has one from last week that we didn't get that I thought was uh, a good question. Where do you guys expect Vincent, uh, Iron Maiden, to show up as a cold foil? The adult. Um, I would just off the bat guess probably ProQuest. You know, winner of ProQuest would get the cold foil Vincent. Yeah. And yeah, then, I would have to agree. Um, I think they're going to save worlds for bright lights. Give you some of those cold foil heroes like they did, like the uh, Adult Prism for Nationals, if you played at the Nationals. Um, and what was that placement for? Was it like top 30 or something like that? For Nats. For Nats, for Prism. No, for the everyone, cold foil? everyone got the cold foil. Everyone got yeah. the cold foil Prism. Yeah, like, yeah. If you just were in Nats, you got it, yeah. Yeah, I really wish I went. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, he asked another question. Uh, oh, sorry. Did you have something to add? On, on no, that? I was just going to say, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you during ProQuest. Pro yeah. Before yeah. the ProQuest. Yeah. Um, he asked another question, which, uh, if you could pick one set to get, like, a second edition, kind of, he said, like, think Monarch and the Dust Dawn, you know, you get, like, the same theme. I mean, TOA seems like the easy one. Yeah, right? just Going because... Back to TOA, giving us more elemental stuff. Um, we just, I, I don't we, know if the game needs it right now. No. It obviously shows that the Arya era mm -hmm. and the elemental is just some of the most overpowered decks mm -hmm. in the game. Granted that almost all the heroes in it are LL. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think Arya would definitely be the one that I'd naturally gravitate towards. I know um, a lot of people hate on Uprising, but I, I loved Volcor. I loved the I love that theme. too. Um, I think going back to Volcar would also be really sweet. For me being a warrior player and James White talking about the potential of Kasai becoming an adult hero. You keep talking she... about Draconic Warriors and I keep saying, bro, we have a Draconic Warrior already. <laughs> Emperor! Dude, no, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're not wrong, oh, though. You're not wrong, though. But so funny. <laughs> you know, I, I did... Like the Uprising era. I, and a lot of people hated on the draft. I didn't hate the draft. I, I, I liked, liked the draft no, a lot. It. We didn't draft enough. I think that was a part of it. If we drafted a lot like these, some of these other players, I'm sure it, we would have got sick of it too. And, just... You know, honestly, for the fact that it's three heroes like Toa, we could do the team sealed. Yeah. Where we do... Oh, gosh, we have to plan another one. We keep saying that, but man, I want to... I want to get, get that set in stone. And I, know. I think Uprising would we be a good one. it too, have people sign up. Yeah. Try to get any of you guys out here in Minnesota to come in, if you listen here. Um, uh, any... we have, uh, yeah, we have two more questions, I think, here. We have Nathan asks, what archetypes from an expansion set would be fun uh, in draft? Uh, in parentheses, he has Rune Gate, Crouching Tiger, etc. So we see Crouching Tiger making an appearance into the Tellurian Community College collab, um, the Round the Table. Um, the Ira in that deck is actually Crouching Tiger. So for me, I would have to say Crouching Tiger because I do like that build. I like the fact that you can just shoot kitties constantly. Mm. Um, Dylan and I came up with this analogy, Machine Gun Kitty, like Machine Gun Kelly. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the Crouching Tiger aspect um, to answer that question, Nathan. I, I think that would be very fun and interesting to see in a draft yeah. or a sealed yeah, environment. Sure. Cliff, what about you? What do you think? Honestly... I'm going to go with the other option he gave us of Roomgate. I think it'd be really interesting to see what sort of things they could come up with the Roomgates to do in order to kind of give Roomblades a little bit more sneak now that we 
they don't have uh, Briar and Chain and CC. Yeah, I wonder if Runegate's going to be like a mainstay ability. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's it a. Seems I think really it's a better. Clean. Like when you're playing it, it seems kind of. Um, it kind of just, just well thought out and. It kind of fills that void for you know the skeleta. You know, being able to use your rune yeah. chance to be able to use things for free. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, it, building is it, up your chance to yeah. like have your cost re reduced. Reduced, you know? yeah. Right. And I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. It'll be cool to see that in a draft set. I really wish we could use some of the Dust Till Dawn packs mm -hmm. mixed with a monarch, a few monarch packs to do yeah. a draft with yeah. Runegate to see how it plays. I would say for this question, this is also a really good question, by the way, Nathan. I think that. Um, all of the potions and the items we got in Everfest yes. would be... So when we get potions again, we get items again. Oh, I suppose we're getting items in Bright Lights, but uh, the potions thing... I yep. think I think potions, when I think what I'm... My, my take here is... Like an, an alchemist, when yeah. we get the alchemist, yes. having being able to draft strong potions or different potions you have to mix. Maybe you need two different potions to then mix them into this other crazy thing that does... You, know, you have, like, an aura that I would absolutely love that if you could somehow mix the potions into better things or if better you, tokens. Or, if you have, like, a card that's, like, a an alchemy table where you're able to mix two yeah, into just, one. Yeah, just something... Or maybe, to, like... To your, make, like, something like the Crazy ability, The ability in the alchemist is, like, you're able to mix this potion, this potion, or... To There's form, gotta be a way to, to form like actually feeling like you're mixing off of like a sideboard, drawing in like a crazy brew. You mix like these two. You make a crazy yeah. brew or another overpowered type of yeah type of potion. I will say I cannot wait till we have draft sets with four new heroes again. Like yes. if they ever give us a draft set like Welcome to Wraith that just has four heroes, they're all new, new classes. Like we need something to reinvigorate. I think the community right now. Um, we are in a bit of a lull, it feels like. It'll be interesting to see how PQ season, to see if like we see all the regulars when we go to these events. Yes. I know the last RTN season, it seemed like I saw a lot of new faces. I did, and I did see a lot of people that I you know hadn't seen in the in the in our fab scene. Um, there. In the, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Absolutely. Let's go with the last question. Here is from Kellen. Um, what older legendaries would you want to see as a uh, extended art marvel. You could almost pick one from Wraith since our topic today is Wraith. That's a tough one to think about. Um, you know, a good one to say would be Scabskins to see if Reinar's wearing a tunic up top. <laughs> because, because he's not oh wearing anything God, else. God, that is funny. Um, but otherwise, you know, for me, I, I'd have to say it's not even a legendary. I want to see a Courage of Blade hold full extended art. Mm, that'd be cool. I think it'd be pretty. Just to I'm see. thinking Mask. How pretty that card art Mask is. of Momentum. Yeah, Mask of Momentum. Yeah. Full art would be just wild looking, I think. Cliff, how about you, buddy? You boys know me. I've got <laughs> two that I'd love to see it. Tecla Foundry Heart and yeah. See, the interesting thing about Teclo Foundry is that I don't know how they do it because it's not like it's it's not like Dash wearing it. It's just hanging mm -hmm. on, a, on a rod. So how else would you make that extended art to, like, fit? Uh, you accentuate the, like, particle effects it gives off and, like, the forges in the background and stuff. True. True. You, you try to give the foils a jading. True. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about tectonic plating too. How would that even, 
Yeah, you'd have to have like more of his body in there, right? But Bravo, cuts it off right his... Bravo, but that's not even Bravo, no. I don't think. It's some no. other guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes me look at the like pulverize or mangle or righteous cleansing. True. No. No. He has a beard and shit, right? In yeah. The, you don't see it. Um, no, that's that's another good question. I would I would love to see some of those old ones return extended art, but we never we, will. We can't. We, we yeah, never will. They're not going to give us new cold foils, they've already said it, and I think it's actually very smart in the reprint policy, but it's fun to, um, it's fun to dream, Calvin. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Bring us back to uh, our roots. All right, kind of what we're well, tying up. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the episode. You guys want to get out of here? You want to... Yeah, shoot, let's... Uh, Cliff, make sure you uh, keep us updated about that... Uh, armory that you're about to go yeah, to we usually have our armories to talk about like the results uh, when we record but like i said our lgs was closed and um we're gonna go to a different place today so today yeah, after our armories yep. yeah, i've been up for 20 hours now holy smokes you're, you <laughs> See, are a savage well um to tie up the end of the episode we really appreciate you guys again for tuning in and listening to our episode. We will keep you guys updated with the PQ season and talk more about that and keep you updated with all spoilers. And yeah, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of spoilers next uh, week. Also, guys, I just did want to say, not to cut you off, Josh, but like, no, you're we good. really are trying to figure out our scheduling and trying to really shoot down for... Uh, I know there was a few weeks there where just things were not coming out the way we wanted. Our schedules were really clashing, and we're trying to... Yeah, we're trying to make it all work for everyone. And I think we have... Uh, we have it down a little better, I think, now. We're going to shoot for, was it Wednesday release, Jack? Wednesday release. I'm going to have a set schedule on Wednesdays every Wednesday. Or Sundays, releasing Wednesdays. So. Um, we did miss Bailey this episode. Love you, Bailey. Um, he will be returning um, the next week. He just had to work this weekend, so... Okay, missed it's him. like schedules, man. It yep. just sucks. It, it's four, you know, like it, all four of us have our own shit going on, and, yep. you know, it's... We just try to keep it moving, and we want to keep the content coming for you guys. I know Bailey's brainstorming some uh, gameplay content for us to put up on the oh, yeah. on the thing. Can't wait to smash you guys on camera. Um, oh, I know, right? <laughs> Get all those young heroes built up. I we think might we have wanted Cliff to do. Cliff in studio next week. Is that yep, what I heard Cliff too? in studio. Jeez. We got all got all of us in, up in the world. studio. So. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna oh, now try. he's gonna try. Oh, okay. Weird how it changes. Um. But we still just want to thank you guys a lot for uh, tuning in, listening. Make sure you give us that five-star rating on Spotify. We if, we're fi- if we're five-star. Yeah. Oh, hey. if, we're, if, if we're not, lower, give us that floor. We, you know, we, we do want to know. know. We need to know. And I do put up uh, questions at uh, on Spotify for you guys to send to us. Uh, let us know if there's anything that we can do to make this podcast better. Um, better listening for you guys. If you guys want to throw us a segment to talk about. We're always open to that. Yeah. So um, send in listener questions, send in some sec- segment recommendations. Um, we'd really appreciate it. But catch us next week on Big Deck Energy and signing off. Peace. Later.